A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, a whole lot of stories were told. Seriously, it's hard to keep track of everything in the Star Wars universe. Through films, comic books, TV shows, novels, and much, much more, sorting out what is legend, what is canon, and which stories are told from a certain point of view can be a bit tough. We're here to help you sort through that mess and to stay up to date with what's going on in the galaxy. So sit tight, strap in, grab your favorite co-pilot if you want to, and get ready to make the jump to light speed. Ladies, gentlemen, Wookiees of all ages, these are the Holocron Chronicles. Welcome to the Holocron Chronicles. This is episode five. My name's Mark the Canardian, and I'm joined, as always, by my trusty non-Wookie co-pilot, Charlie Carden. Charlie, how are you doing today? Oh, you said non-Wookie. Okay. And that was, <laughs> I just, I mean, you know, I'm not going to be one of those guys that tries to, like tries to pull off a Chewbacca because that shit is that's whack. Couldn't be more whack. If uh, you know what, if you want to. Dude, take your shirt off. I don't know how hairy you are. I've never seen you without uh, no, a shirt on or anything. Nope. But like, uh, I mean, not, not only am I not hairy, but I'm gray hairy. So the hairs that uh, I okay. have, right, it's, right. it's kind of pathetic. I don't know. Gotcha, hopefully, gotcha. hopefully the wife likes it. I mean, that's really where it's at. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I think there's a little bit of Wookiee or possibly Ewok somewhere in my family tree. Because I'll tell <laughs> you, I'm, uh, I'm a little white and pasty, but I'm also a little hairy. So uh, oh, you may have heard some chuckling there. We are also joined. We've got a stowaway or a, a Jedi companion, Alex, uh, from usually from Code 47. I've got two Star Trek guys coming aboard my ship i'm a little nervous but i'm super happy alex how are you tonight i'm doing great mark how about you i am like i said super excited to uh to have you guys on here and and i'm trying not to feel too intimidated with the star trek love and i know we're all about star wars tonight so uh it's it's great to have uh to have you on this show i'm, I'm super excited we, we've been talking about this for a while so uh yeah it's uh it's it's awesome. I love when when the secret friends unite. <laughs> there is a, a merger of a non sexual nature, so that's very good. I like that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and this is a special episode, so we're going to be talking about the end of the Clone Wars, the final season. It's on Disney Plus. If you haven't seen it. This is going to be spoiler territory. You might want to stop listening right now. Go watch it because it is excellent. But the final four episodes specifically are excellenter. I think more, more, that... exce- more excellenter. That's good English. More... Is that is that Atlantean Canadian English? I mean, tell me the truth. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Right. That is uh, that is part of our dictionary up here. Um, <laughs> You've heard of the Urban Dictionary. This is the Cape Bretonese Dictionary where I can Cape say things Bretonese. like excellenter. Um, 
<laughs> so you guys excited to jump into this? You want to just yeah. uh, jump in straight away yeah. with uh, with yeah. chapter one? Uh, and I guess before that, we should say if anyone has their own thoughts on these these chapters that you, you think we miss out or you just want to, you know, pitch something else for us to do, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Holocron U. And now with that out of the way, we'll, we'll remind you at the end of the show. It'll be in the show notes. But, you know, follow along there. Um, but with all that out of the way, let's dive in. Chapter one, old friends, not forgotten. Uh, Charlie, you want to give us a little explanation of what happened in this episode? Absolutely. So uh, in the short version, the siege of Mandalore begins. Now, obviously, this was uh, very heavily leaned on in the Mandalorian uh, series yes. that we all just finished watching. Uh, and Ahsoka, uh, who is recently returned uh, this season, uh, she had a uh, she had a, a couple of prior she had a couple of prior episodes where she was helping two smuggler sisters go through some stuff. Kind of felt like a filler deal for me, like everything was leading up to this. A little bit. Uh, yeah. But this was a way to bring her back. So Ahsoka turns uh, to Anakin and Obi Wan. Uh, for help, and she has not seen them in an unspecified amount of time. It was since uh, back in season five, uh, when she was falsely accused of murder. Uh, she beat the rap, uh, and she was expelled from the Jedi Order in that, uh, but she was invited back in once her name was cleared, and she just basically said, hey, you know what? You guys didn't believe in me, uh, so fuck, fuck you, I'm out. And she did. She walked. She walked. She became a civilian. Uh, and and went off and and lived her life on Coruscant. We don't necessarily know a ton of of what happened between then and now. But at this point, uh, when she wrapped up her association with these smuggler sisters, she turns around and who's there? Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan mm-hmm. will be then, of course, uh, know in real life from the Mandalorian uh, that would be the magnificent Katie Sackhoff. But this is her in animated form, and of course, this is thirty years beforehand. Comes to her and says, "Hey, look." Uh, Maul is back. Darth Maul is back. Uh, he's working uh, on uh, taking things over on Mandalore, and I need Republic assistance. I need you. I need the Jedi. So Ahsoka says, well, okay. So the episode opens up. Uh, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan are doing their thing. They're down on a planet. Shit is blowing up. Uh, they wrap up the mission, and the uh, they get called back to their command ship. And, uh, yeah, there's a message for you, but it's, it's one of these, well, you got to see it in person. I can't give you the message. You got to come back here so we can have a bunch of exposition. Uh, and that's exactly what happens. They get back, they walk into the briefing room and there's a hollow and they do the very dramatic that, uh, Bo-Katan and, uh, and, uh, Ahsoka have their backs and they turn around and they say, Hey, Hey, it's like Awkwardsville, USA. It's like bump, <laughs> bumping into an old friend that you had beef with. So, you know, and so and so from there, uh, the argument becomes, you know, Ahsoka makes her case. Uh, they said, uh, and simultaneously, this is beautiful, is that right away we found out the the events of this this four part saga are interwoven with the uh, the events of, of Episode Three of, of Revenge of mm-hmm. the end of the uh, of the prequel trilogy. So, um. This is, in a lot of ways, what we've always been waiting for. And since all of us so intimately know the details, you know, it's, it's not necessary to go through what happens there. But um, what happens is, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan are considering taking on this mission. And then, boom, oh, we got to go back. Coruscant is under siege. They've kidnapped the Chancellor. We got to rescue him. And so Ahsoka's like, so you guys are just going to fucking ditch me? Like, this is not going to go down? You're not going to help? And they said, well, you know... You're not part of the army, but what we'll do is we'll promote Rex, and so he'll be in charge, and you can be his side man, 
And uh, by the way, uh, we'll give you a squadron of clones. And we gave him a spray can and they painted their <laughs> helmets and all is good. Um, so uh, from there, we jump right into it's party time. They're on Mandalore. They're fighting. Uh, I cannot remember the name of the dude who they have to overthrow at first. What is his name? The guy who's on Mandalore? Uh, the the, the uh, Patsy? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. We're so bad at this. But anyway, the, yep, guy's, a real, the, the, the guy's a real dick bag. <laughs> and yep. uh, they, they have to overthrow him. And I think by the end of the first episode is when uh, the jig is up and it's revealed that the whole thing is a trap to get Anakin in play so that he can get wiped out. So, I mean, that's just episode one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, but they haven't even come face to face. So, um, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of my recap very loosey-goosey so um and again i like i said they had a little bit more detailed notes but you guys took detailed notes so i'm gonna kick it over to y'all what did you guys think alex let's go with you first i you know it was almost I, i've got to give it because season seven was done by uh lucas films correct like, it was they, it was it was well, it came out on Disney Plus, so it was totally 100% Disney. So, so yeah. it was Disney on that one. So I got to hand it off uh, for the animation skills. Uh, what stuck with me in this episode was basically when Anakin and Obi had to go off to save the Chancellor. Just the the animation, the look of despair that crosses Ahsoka's face, just mm. stuck with me, and the betrayal. Uh, I, you know, this is, this is the part where you really start feeling it. Cause you, you've been fully, been fully vested in this. You started out with the Clone Wars movies and you've worked your way all through this. And this is where, like you said, cause it's taking place at, uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. So it is, shit's getting real. Shit's mm-hmm. getting real. And this is where the emotions really start to come out. That's that's kind of my spin on this first episode, and then I've, the next episode I've totally got another thing to go with the animation. But yeah, it was it was you, you really start to feel it mm-hmm. for sure, Big for time. sure. Uh, yeah, uh, the name we're trying to think of Almec. Okay, the Mandal- Almec. Mandalorian. Because I thought uh, the other guy was was Fennec Rao, who was voiced by uh, actor Kevin McKidd, who's a guy you've seen in a million things. And yeah. I can't remember if he was earlier in the Clone Wars or if he was in Rebels, but I, th- I feel like it was earlier in the Clone Wars because you got to spend a lot of time with him and Bo-Katan, but it was like, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, anyway. Yep. Uh, yeah, so my thoughts on on the, this first episode, uh, first off, just, I, I love some of these setup shots. So just Anakin standing in the open on the bridge while everyone else, including Obi-Wan, is taking cover. And he just kind of casually dodging lasers. And I was like, what are you doing? Why are you hiding there? Like, we're Jedi. We're badasses. Come on, let's... Let's, let's like, party. Go, let, yeah, party. let's go kill yeah. some droids, right? Party, party, uh, party. It's, party. It's just such a great shot. And like you said, it, th- this whole thing is happening right at that tail end of episode three. So you know what's coming up, but at the same time, you can't help but absolutely love just how much of a goofball and uh, badass that Anakin is right now. And it, it, it kind of makes what's coming a lot more tragic. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll, seeing all of this, now that I've kind of rewatched it all 
And, you know, we've seen Mandalorian season two, uh, seeing Ahsoka and Bo-Katan on screen, just kind of like, you know, you have one of those geek out moments uh, after watching uh, Mando. Um, for me, I know you, you kind of grazed over this during your explanation of the episode, but the Ahsoka helmets, I love seeing that with the clone troopers. Uh, you said they got some spray paint and, and did that. But uh, to me, that just shows how much the clones, I guess they, they respect. The, yeah, it, it shows the respect. No matter if it, they don't care if she's a Jedi, if she walked away from the order. They, they, it's all about respect for them. And it, it right. just, it helps that character development so much. And again, helps what's going to happen later hit that impact a lot more. Um, Cause you, you see the helmets here and that'll come back. Um, and I, I don't know if it's like knowing what's coming, all of this stuff seems sadder. And I'd, I'd almost love to be able to just like men in black mind erase myself and watch all of Star Wars, like straight through the Clone Wars <laughs> cartoon, this like everything just straight through in chronological order. And just by the time you hit the end of this and end of episode three, and you'd have to do some kind of crazy cartoon live action multi cut to get all the pacing in order. And I'd love someone on YouTube to do that. I'm sure someone try has tried and I just haven't seen it, but um like I, oh man, just I, I want to be able to experience that all and be like, what's going on with Ahsoka? What's going on with the clones? What's going on with Anakin? Like it's just, yeah, um, so good and 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 being able to flesh it out in in this form in the cartoon in the show, um, I think makes the prequels better. And we're only on episode one, so exactly, yeah, yeah no, and, and it's a it's a it's a firm wind up, but uh, episode two obviously keeps things really kicking. Uh, this would be. Uh, the Phantom Apprentice. Mm, nice little play on words. Uh, the battle for Mandalore rages on. So we got lots of explosions and we got lots of Mandos flying around. And you got those two different type of troopers that it would be great if I could army build with those action figures for those motherfuckers at Walmart are just not making it possible. <laughs> but I'll I, will, I will talk more about that later. Uh, so, yeah, the battle continues and Ahsoka finds herself face to face with Maul. So this is the real throwdown. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, that that's a big piece of the episode. Um, Bo-Katan's got her battle going on. So you got the ground war between the clones uh, and the Mandos. Uh, and then you've got the two of them uh, slicing it back and forth uh, where Maul really reveals that what the big plan is, uh, is to uh, really he was trying to lure Anakin there so that he could kill Anakin. And mm-hmm. because he knew that Anakin was on the fast track to become the new dark lord to become the next darth whatever at this point we didn't know uh so he you know he was hip to this so he was he was trying to uh have a little fratricide you know uh and kill off his his sith brother uh or to be sith brother uh and Mm -hmm. take his spot but then you know ahsoka shows up and screws the whole thing up um so by the end of the episode uh they've got him captured they put him in this great like silence of the lambs like set up where like, it was like yeah i don't know if anybody got him that fava beans and the nice chianti before they stuck him in there hopefully they gave him something um but the, you know what they're taking him back to coruscant so they're gonna they're gonna run him up to the ship uh you get uh ahsoka and bo karen saying a goodbye 
you know, like, hey, I'll see you in the Mandalorian eventually or in our solo series or whatever. Mm-hmm. Might be 30 years, but we'll catch up. You know, it'll be, <laughs> you know, it'll be people who are really like real friends. They can be apart for 30 years, fight different wars and shit, and then come back together. It's like a day hasn't passed. It'll, it'll I, be- I do have to laugh a little bit. You you always call her Bo Karen. And in episode in in episode one, did she ever want to speak to the manager? Um, (laughs) But she's got that haircut. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Continue on. Yes, exactly. So that's it. So they run back up to the ship, uh, and then they're they're going to make their way back along. But we have not seen the worst of it until we get to part three. But first, let's get your thoughts on part two. Alex, want to jump in again? I'll follow your lead on this one. Okay, all right. Uh, so I loved this one because it set up. Uh, you weren't quite sure what Maul knew and what he didn't know, and you do find out in episode three, which which is great. Uh, but you you kind of like he's he really knows something is about to happen. Uh, he knows that Anakin's been groomed. He knows that something big's about to happen. And you think for a second, like maybe he knows about order 66. Maybe he doesn't. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but really none of that matters because the biggest thing that matters in this episode is that epic fight scene. And the, the epic, like just lightsaber battle. They got Ray Park back to do mocap for this. Like this Ooh. was just straight out badass star Wars lightsaber action. Um, one like Ahsoka took on Darth Maul and not only took him on, but at one point took him on completely unarmed and he had a lightsaber like, wow, what <laughs> like, she, she is a, Forced to be reckoned with and ah, uh, the, no, pun intended. no no pun intended there but like she grabs his you know and, and i guess that's one of the downsides of having a dual bladed lightsaber with such a long hilt is she's able to kind of grab that in the middle and stop him from attacking and uh we you know we haven't really seen people uh, we, we talked about how badass Luke was going through all the, the robot troopers in the last episode of Mando. Uh, we, we haven't seen too many people take on people with lightsabers unarmed before and, and live to tell the tale. And she just, just does it like it's nothing, uh, balancing on a beam. And it's like, holy shit, <laughs> this well, is mean- one hell of a battle. You know, what's crazy about Ahsoka is that she is, you know, despite the fact that obviously Yoda was, because of the nature of his race, the longest lived Jedi that we're aware of just by the sheer Mm -hmm. number of years. But Ahsoka is the one who's been through the most shit and lived to tell the tale. She managed to sneak all the way through, um, obviously, the early Imperial era. So that first 20 years, Mm -hmm. Uh, she managed to uh, escape death. Uh, because of Ezra Bridger getting pulled through the the space-time window in Rebels. Uh, She hung around for another few years, and she's uh, still trying to track down Thrawn and mess with regional governors, uh, you know, uh, uh, ten years after, or I say five years after uh, Return of the Jedi. So Mm -hmm. it's like, by the time we got to the sequel trilogy, what the hell is she up to? Is she still alive? (laughs) I get the feeling she's still alive, because I just think she's like John, she's the John McClane of Star Wars. You can't. (laughs) 
You can't shut her down. I'm very curious to see where they go with uh, with her solo. I, I'm kind of worried in her solo show that it will show her uh, either untimely or possibly peaceful demise. Uh, we'll see, because we did hear her voice at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Uh, every other voice that we heard was from a fallen Jedi. So mm, gotcha. Kind kind of worried about Ahsoka's fate in her own solo show, but we'll see. We'll see. That's that's all a right, topic for right. today. I'm so Alex, uh, yeah, what, I, what are your I, thoughts? On this one, uh, I'm with you, Mark. It was some it was just mind blowing. The the animation, the 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 lightsaber duels, her taking on Maul, and like you said, you touched exactly on the point I wanted to get to. Uh she was unarmed. And he's got that twin bladed, that twin bladed saber. So she reaches right in there and stops it. Now, this isn't, I don't see, I don't know if this is going to be canon or not, but I was kind of, I, I mean, seeing it on, on the screen was like, oh, that's awesome. But see, I'm a truck driver. So I always have like audio books and everything going on mm-hmm. the radio in my rig. And the same time I was rewatching this, I was listening to the Ahsoka Tano book, an audiobook. Mm-hmm. And in that book, she actually does that same maneuver. And I don't know if those audiobooks are canon or how they're going to do that, but she does the same move mm-hmm. with that twin blade lightsaber to a uh, Inquisitor. Oh, and, she okay. actually just, and so I was kind of like, Oh my God, did they just make Ahsoka a one trick pony? <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's badass. But I mean, what, what's up with that? But like you, like you said, she is, she just goes, she, she is one of a kind. I mm-hmm. mean, you can't, you can't call her a Jedi at this point. She's definitely a force user, but just seeing her take on the Sith that took down Qui-Gon Jinn. Is yeah. I mean, and, and she's technically still, I'm using air quotes, a padwan. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she just, you just, the, the girl's got future. The girl's got future. So, but yeah, and, and like you said, uh, with previous episode, I forgot to mention with the, uh, the rust-oleum on the helmets, too. That mm-hmm. really, I agree with you, Mark, on that one. That one just sets it up for that heartache when, right. the, the, when the order is set up. But no, this episode was just action packed from credits to credits. Yeah, butts butts to nuts, so to speak. And, and the the Ahsoka novel is considered canon. So yes, yes yeah, yeah. She... I was, was going to say, and I didn't I didn't hop in, but yeah, anything Luke the Lucasfilm group or the Lucasfilm continuity group really took over in I believe it was 2012 when the Disney purchase was was uh, made and the EU was expunged to the mm-hmm. to the decrying of neckbeards everywhere. <laughs> Alex and I talk a lot about neckbeards on our show because <laughs> yes, we do. That, yes. That's our just very generic term for the the whiners, the Paul Harris of the world paul harrison is a very famous uh star wars action figure uh conspiracy theorist trump lover nutcase uh it runs a website called the jedi Archives. if you ever want to read some sideways crazy bullshit he's your guy and paul you don't like what i'm saying you got twitter come at me bro i got you (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm not taking it from paul harrison so anyway moving on uh chapter three shattered Shadoobie, 
Shattered. Okay, I added in that. Oh. That's that's the Stones. You're not going to say Shattered and not see Mick Jagger dancing across the stage. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Maul is captured and the Siege of Mandalore is won. But evil lurks elsewhere and the galaxy will never be the same. Now, this is when things get kicked up to 11. So we're back on the ship. Maul is in his Silence of the Lambs uh, thing. Ahsoka is having kind of a tender moment with, with Rex. Her, not a tender romantically, but her, her associate and talking about, you know, the Clone Wars really over. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I, 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 you know, war is terrible. But he says, but if there would never been the, would have been the war, there never would have been us clones and blah, blah, blah. And uh, so they're on the bridge of, of one of these ships, which the bridges of the Republic ships are what you later pretty much see as the Imperial ships. And then as the, the First Order ships, they, they, they don't really get a new decorator in 50 years. It's just pretty much all the same shit. <laughs> So she's hanging out broke, there. Don't fix it. Yeah, she's hanging out there on the bridge, and uh, you know the status call comes in through the double doors on the other side. And Rex is like, uh, "Hey, do you want to join me and take the status call?" She's like, "No, I'm good." She's still having her moment. She's staring out the window at uh, at the hype, you know, at hyperspace going by. And so he goes back in the, you know, you hear Rex, and from behind the door, you hear the. You, she starts having fits because she's feeling. The scene in episode three where Anakin turns to the dark side and he cuts down Mace Windu and he goes flying out a window and the Emperor, you know, names him Darth Vader. And in that moment, as we all know, the Emperor sits down at his desk. He gets out his big text machine, which is talk about one of these. This meeting could have been an email. Are you trying to tell me he went through every clone that was with a jedi and said the same thing he didn't just blind copy everybody and like bloop but anyway you hear from behind (laughs) you hear from behind the door execute order 66 and then uh ahsoka ahsoka runs through the door and wreck something is wrong i just oh shit everybody's pointing guns at her and it is and you see rex he's struggling he's like find fives He's struggling and he's struggling, and then he gets over to it because, as we know from an early episode of the Clone Wars, every clone uh, in utero was implanted with a control chip, which gives them the, this uh, command, this uh, sub, this you know unoverridable command that Order sixty six means all Jedi must die. So they're attacking her. But she manages to, and again, I should have taken notes because I don't remember the exact sequence of events. But she manages to subdue Rex and uh, and uh, take him prisoner, or am I, or, or does she escape and then come back for him? Now I, I'm misremembering. She something. escapes and then comes comes back. Okay, yeah, yeah. Somebody, she, somebody, yeah. So, somebody jump in and save me here. So she she escapes and then obviously with that little piece of uh, exposition that Rex had gave her, she looked up and found out that uh, Fives was the clone of. Uh, from earlier in the series uh, who had a malfunctioning chip mm-hmm. and rather than repair it and expose the whole thing, he was just killed off. But the Kaminoans, the people who created the clones did document kind of why, and then pointed her in the direction that there's a chip that if removed should make this go away. So that's when she sets out uh, to snag Rex um, and she is able to, to do exactly that. She enlists the help of some kindly droids to kind of run around and do her bidding um, but yeah, she's able to get wrecked. She's able to run him to the med center, uh, and you know, a very heroinely performed surgery where she's able to remove the chip. And then at least he goes back to normal. So then it's going to be the two of them against 
the rest of the ship of clones that is trying to kill entirely them. Uh, in, in between which uh, Ahsoka does cut Maul loose as a distraction. Say, you know what? I'm going to cut you loose. Let half of everybody chase your dumb ass around. And yep. then maybe I can get away. Um, but yeah, but, but you know, this is, this is by the end of episode three, they still haven't gotten away yet. So guys, take it. Alex, you want to go first on this one? I am going to say this is where the feel started hitting me. So the clone wars, that was Ahsoka's childhood. Mm-hmm. That's, she grew up in the battlefield. Right. And I honestly, I think she spent more time in the battlefield than she did in the temple. Mm-hmm. But you see the the budding relationships, like the, the battalion painting their helmets again. Mm-hmm. And Rex, and both Rex and Cody were like uncle figures to her. I mean, yeah. she outranked them. But, you know, experience outweighs rank. You know, they say that in the Clone Wars movie. But uh, it just, she had that chance to go get Rex. She had the chance to get away. She went back to get Rex. And like you said, she gets that med droid to do that surgery, remove that chip, and then she's got Rex. That's where, like, I think Charlie famously says it. If you don't start welling up a little bit, you're not human. Right. You you don't have the guts. You are you're a positronic device like data. Exactly. Sorry. And so this is so shattered was where I just got this humongous knot in my throat because I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. I knew it was coming. And you know, watching watching that, watching the fight break loose. And what's going to break loose in victory or death, the episode that follows, it's, yeah, it's just, wow, wow, mm. is all I can say at this point. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll back that up. Uh, just, like I said, I, I did take some notes while I was watching the these episodes today, and all I wrote for this one was, uh, Rex plus Atoka, fuck heartbreaking. Like that, <laughs> that was it, right? Like just showing up. It's just the whole thing. Like e- even watching him, and and you see some of the clones, they just instantly turn. You've we've seen yeah. that across multiple mediums. Uh, Rex shook. He fought it mm-hmm. again. Going back to the character, the strength, and the the loyalty to ahsoka that he he fought it even before the chip was out uh that is that that right there was just one of those moments uh that it was just like oh my goodness this is just tearing your heart out uh completely flipping the emotions to just like mouth agape badassery um maul's hallway scene no lightsaber she just let him go and uh, aside from maybe Daredevil, if you can find a better hallway scene of some dude just plowing through enemies, like, please show me. Because holy freaking crap, that was awesome. He's ripping panels off of walls. He's beheading drone droids or uh, clones. I mean, and, and he like he like, holy crap. He's just he's just awesome. Uh, and I mean, he's completely unhinged. He is just a he's an animal. It's it's amazing to watch. Uh, we also find out, like I said, uh, we find out that he did know 
that there was something big, but he didn't know exactly what Order 66 was. And his realization of like, oh, this is brilliant. The clones are turning on everyone. Uh, I, I kind of liked that, that he was even like he was supposed to be executed two seconds ago, but he can still say like, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Sidious, Sidious kind of knows what what's going on. Like he he's brilliant. Like you, you, like you have to appreciate someone who is that unhinged that they can be like, oh, you tried to kill me, you old scamp. I see what you're doing. You're kind of gotcha. smart. Yeah, yeah. You're, a, you're a good little fella. Look at yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> just just amazing uh, character development from Maul. And I, I kind of love that. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you guys. With yes. Rex, uh, Rex on the operating table, they're trying to find the inhibitor chip. Uh, the other clones are breaking through the door and Ahsoka says something. I am one with the force and the force is with me. This is only, to my knowledge, been brought up by one other character, and that is uh, Chirrut. Yes. In Rogue One. Yes. Right. Yes. Has this ever been discussed anywhere else that is this something that's like a, a saying who picked it up from where did Ahsoka teach it to him? Did he teach I, it to Ahsoka? It, this is something that I'd, uh, you know, we've, we've kind of talked a little bit about the Cassian Andor thing right. that's, that's coming up. I'd kind of rather see a show based around him and, and possibly, you know, where this came from and, and that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, yeah, non, non force right. users who are still, you know, um, loyal to the Jedi and that kind of stuff and, and where this kind of saying came from. So that was just one thing that again, as I was rewatching it, and I had just watched Rogue One, and I was just like, okay, are they... Dave Filoni doesn't usually drop things in places for no reason. So I'm kind of curious why he dropped that in there with, with uh, you know, it, it, are there plans later on or, or what's coming? But uh, anyway, yep, that was uh, that's my, my thoughts on that one. But uh, what, what's your guys' theory uh, before we jump into episode four of the I Am One with the Force and the Force is with me? Uh, to me, I, I mean, I would simply say it's one of those old, I mean, anyone who's familiar with organized, like I was raised Catholic and, and, mm -hmm. you know, in the Catholic church, we've got little mantras and little, mm. you know, sit up, stand down, kneel, do this, take, you know, eat this, drink right. this, blood of Christ, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so to me, you know, the jet, may the force be with you. That's an expression mm. that went from being really a religious connotation to being uh, kind of a rallying cry for the rebel alliance and hope let's say the word hope again i hope we've got hope there's our hope and may the force be with you they're still saying it in the mandalorian it goes from being a rebel alliance thing to right. being a new republic thing um so it's just you're right does it have some deeper meaning um yeah i'd like to know or is it just more you know jedi dogmatic slang mm -hmm. may the force may, i am the force and the force with me you know don't you go changing. I, I don't know, man. It's a good one. <laughs> Alex, any other thoughts on that? I'm I'm with Charlie on that one. He, I think he hit the nail on the head with the dogmatic uh, Jedi. Because, <clears throat> I mean, that sounds almost like a mantra that you would learn in catechism class or you would learn in the Jedi Temple as a youngling. You know, I am the force. The for yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Captain Carden on this one. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, let's take it home. Chapter four, victory and death. In the wake of Order 66, Ahsoka and Rex must work together to survive. So yeah, 
Maul is on his way or thereabouts. And uh, yeah, they have got to uh, they got to fight their way out of this ship because um, I mean they, there's no way that they could, they feel that they can overcome by sheer numbers. So they got they got to get creative. So uh, they set a way to uh, devising uh, a, a kind of a, a big show out scene in the hangar bay uh, by you know using the different lifts to flip, flip the guys up and down. It's kind of like that scene in guardians of the galaxy too, where yeah. rocket is pushing the buttons and launching, yeah. the, guys into, launching yeah. the guys into the forest and they're coming down again. Um, so that, you know, so they're, they're, they're pulling that to get themselves away and they, they managed to, uh, point the cruiser, uh, into a nosedive of a planet, uh, to, to kind of cover their escape. Uh, and so, yeah, as the ship is kind of slowly arcing its way, uh, into, uh, atmospheric, uh, you know, straight nosedive. The ship starts to break up. Uh, this gives uh, Rex a chance to grab a Y-wing, um, and then it's just a very harrowing sequence of Ahsoka flying through the air, and then she's got to bounce off some sections of the hull as it's breaking up, and then finally get back to landing um, in the in the gunner slot in the ship, and they're able to to take off. So, uh, and from there, it just gets purely emotional you're gonna cry holy cow because they uh they land you know once the 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 ship reaches its its crashing point and quite obviously all the remaining clones on board die how could they not uh ahsoka and rex land the ship and they grab a couple of shovels and they bury the bodies they can find they -hmm. give them a soldier's burial with a rifle and a helmet on top of the rifle dug into the ground like a tombstone um and then they break out and then the scene fuzzes it's a it's kind of a it's you know a pretty unremarkable planet it it looks like a uh, basically a, your average planes kind of setting but the planes fade into a winterscape setting so obviously this is a planet that has seasons and we see a couple of snowtroopers walk by. These are imperial snowtroopers. So mm-hmm. an undisclosed amount of time has passed. So we see probe droids. We see regular stormies. You know, there can This is something that obviously a patrol has come upon, or they've been searching for it for a long time. And who is leading the search? That would be Mr. Anakin Skywalker, ensconced as Darth Vader. So you see him walking through the snow. He reaches down and picks up a lightsaber. He clicks the blade. It activates. And it's Ahsoka's short blade, which she has clearly left there as a misnomer that she died. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's how I figured it out. She was covering her own ass with that one because she knew that if she didn't, she would, they, they would never stop looking for her. So she, she, had to, she had to purport her own death. But he continues to walk on and he comes upon one of the clone helmets fallen from the mass grave site with the Rust-Oleum paint job. And... As he stares upon it, a hawk circles above him, and it's like they got it. Oh, they got it. They mm-hmm. got it. Because you can just feel you can just feel what's going on in Anakin's tortured brain. Mm-hmm. You know, here is my this is where my to his knowledge, this is where my my student, my daughter, as it were, the you know, the 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 other last piece of family that I had, this is where she died. And mm-hmm. she died at the hands of the, of the master that I serve and his actions. Um, but he's so bound up in his own hate and pain that, and, and by this, by the sheer fact that he's maskless, uh, in his appearance that you, you can't really see the emotion, but you can feel it 
in just a very real way that someone, I mean, everybody has someone in their lives who just can't face an unpleasant truth. And that's Darth Vader all the time. He's the, you know, he's the angry housewife who can't figure out why the husband left. You know what I mean? Well, maybe if he hadn't been spending the last 10 years screaming at him, he wouldn't have wanted to leave. You know, it's kind of the same thing. That's maybe getting, digging a little too deep. I don't know. But um, that, to me, obviously the high of the episode uh, was definitely the action of them escaping the ship, breaking up and all this different stuff. But to feel what Vader felt seeing this, Mm -hmm. more powerful than anything you saw in any of those first three movies, I think, to his development to this point. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's my take. For sure. Uh, Yeah, I mean, even, like, building on that, too, uh, you can, uh, again, I just rewatched that the seconds before we started recording, Uh, at one point you can see his eyes underneath the helmet. And uh, that kind you can... You can see the anger and the regret and just every emotion for a brief second. And like you said, Charlie, you you hardly need to see his eyes. But I I like that they actually did that where you can kind of see through the red reflective glare of his helmet. Um, Also to note, for anyone that hasn't seen this, that's for some reason still listening to this spoiler (laughs) episode. uh, Or if you haven't watched it in a little bit. There is no dialogue for like the last, I'm going to say six to eight minutes of this episode. Yeah, oh yeah. Like exactly. once, once they, the, the ship blows up and they're going through the air, basically uh, there's nothing, there's nothing when they're burying the bodies. There's nothing when she's walking away, which aside from putting people off the track, I think she's actually just walking away from everything. She's walking away from the Jedi, she's walking away from the war. She's just, that is a literal walking away moment. Aside from, like you said, Charlie, I think throwing people off the track and, right. you know, saying like, yeah, maybe, maybe Darth Vader will think that I died here. or Maybe someone will think that I died here. Right. But at that point, she doesn't, uh, you know, I, I don't think she knows exactly what happened to Anakin. Like, how, how could you, right? So, um she just knows that, you know, someone will probably be chasing me, but, uh, um, it's, yeah, it, it is one hell of a powerful scene. And again, to do that without dialogue, it, it's very easy for any show to finish up with, uh, and this is the way it happened or, you know, something text five years later, it doesn't show any of that. It's just, it's an undisclosed amount of time. There is no text. There is no like vocalizing whatsoever it is just the music or silence and it it is one hell of a powerful episode whether the medium is a cartoon live action whatever this is a hundred percent must see if you are a star wars fan because it is just amazing alex you have anything to add well Starting out on the ship before it started the nosedive with that whole uh, hangar scene. Mm-hmm. Holy fucking shit, Batman. <laughs> that, that was just mind-blowing. Yeah. It was it was awesome. Um, then you start to, to get the feels. Um, like you said, I, I was on the edge of my seat gripping, gripping the arm of my chair when Ahsoka's like streamlined, you know, diving without... Mm-hmm without a shoot 
trying to get into that to that gunner seat. Um, the only thing that really threw me a curveball was who the hell knew they had shovels on spaceships? <laughs> I was like, what? But yeah. um, but yeah. So they're burying um. I got to go back and rewatch this episode again because I almost got the feeling that I, man, I just, I couldn't tell. It looked like Rex's helmet up front. And it, it very well could have been again to, and, to signify that he died there because the next time we see Rex, he's with uh, Wolf and exactly shit. What's the other guy's name? Why is that so escaping me? That's gonna drive me crazy. Well, well, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> just cover. It wasn't Ahsoka just covering her ass. She's covering Rex's too. And mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I mean, all I caught because I, I ain't even gonna lie. At this point, I am a slobber and snot monster of tears. <laughs> and uh, so all I caught was the blue trim on that helmet, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh shit, that's Rex, and she's covering it. Yeah. But it, Gregor, it, sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Um, (laughs) But, like, and and going forth uh, to the season change when they pan into that, like, just, there were, like you said, there was so much emotion conveyed, like, Mm -hmm. the the grief, and I did like that, and I'm glad I'm not the only one that caught that. You can see through those red lenses for that Mm -hmm. hot second. You can see those, those eyes, and it's just so much emotion conveyed. But what's amazing about this is, yes, there are top-of-the-line Class A actors that could pull this off, but they're in person. The fact that they were able to convey so much emotion through just body language in an animated series speaks Mm -hmm. volumes to the talent of the staff. Yeah, 100%. 100%. like, so getting getting away from the emotions for two seconds, there are a couple of things also that stood out in this one. Uh, have we ever seen double force jokes from Vader? I, I think we, we did see that in Mandalorian. Yes. Uh, didn't didn't Grogu double force choke some like a couple of people? I yeah, believe he when, he, when he got captured. Yeah. Um, so we did see that from from Maul here, which I thought was badass. Um, and one of the biggest things for me, and I don't know if you guys will back this one up, um, when they blasted the droids that were helping Ahsoka uh, and Rex, and they just like the other clones just straight up cold blooded or cold oiled, I guess, like just shot these droids. Yeah. And like, holy crap, like you really, I, I don't know why in my broken little brain that. Like that part got me because like I know like there's Jedi and younglings and stuff being killed all over the galaxy. But I was like, why the droids? No. So I, I don't know any. But yeah, it, it is um, from that. Part, and again, like the rest of it is just it's emotional and, and everything else. But uh, that part, again, when I was just rewatching, it was just like. No, not the droids. And they were so helpful. I don't know but it's it's um, the whole thing. Yeah, is. Alex, to your point, a masterclass in like just everything, <laughs> animation, storytelling, uh, acting when there needs to be acting, uh, 
visuals when there needs to be visuals, the music, just everything. It is just, just incredible. Um, yeah. What, what a, what an arc. What's, what's the art about it is the sadomasochism that every one of us would sit down and watch it again and go through that emotional roller coaster. Yep. Uh, like I said, just did it today. I watched all four of these today, uh, starting this morning. And anytime I got a chance, I'd, I'd throw an episode on uh, right up until, you know, we record, started recording at 9.30 p.m. my local time. And I finished the last episode at 9.26. So, yeah, like <laughs> cutting it close. But uh, but you like had to watch it again. And um it is yeah 100 percent. even if you don't watch the first part of this last season which i you know it's it's a fairly short season might as well give it a, a chance but uh yeah it is uh it, the last four episodes i think are are just absolutely incredible um charlie do you have anything else uh, that you want to add to this this final bit uh yes my contribution i would i would jump in and say uh kind of the legacy of the franchise piece uh, would be more on a marketing leg- or a, a marketing uh, merchandise standpoint uh, for us for us figure collectors and it was interesting because there was just a uh, there was a, a force Friday this past Friday that announced uh, a three and three quarter inch version of action figures which is your your more standard smaller figure size of some of the ones that were released earlier in 2020 in the six inch scale that I collect. Uh, they released uh, Ahsoka. They released yep. uh, the Mando uh, Super Commando, which was the Mando in mm-hmm. red with the horn head. And they released the Mando Loyalist, which is the one in blue. And then they released the uh, 332nd uh, Division clone. And they made them all Walmart exclusives, and they were all absolutely impossible to find. <laughs> and what did they do with this announcement that just came out? They announced a whole slew that everything, again, was either Walmart. Target is worse. Because Target mm. is really Oh, don't bad. get me started on those D-bags. Oh, my. Well, it, it, they, they don't protect themselves against scalper bots. So anytime uh, Target has something goes on sale, it's gone in microseconds. But these are great figures. It's, it's a great legacy to this, what is essentially, to me, episode three and a half. Three, mm-hmm. Episode three and three quarters. You know what I mean? Because this is really the thing that all of this that really makes... Episode three, which to me of the sequel or the prequel trilogy, which is kind of a mixed bag, mm-hmm. uh, but episode three, I think, being the strongest of all of those, mm-hmm. this this is really a, this is a bolster for this. This really says, hey, this is what was going on with your biggest players. What happened with these other players that we've come to really care about? And this was them taking it in the nuts, doing whatever they could to survive. Uh, and the story of Darth Maul even goes on, obviously, because mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. he, survi- he survives. You see him in the solo movie ever so briefly. Uh, and then he comes to his final end in Rebels uh, in solo combat with uh, old man Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ben Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Um, so this just sets a lot of stuff in motion. Ahsoka's backstory, uh, as Alex had mentioned, was uh, portrayed in that Ahsoka novel. Uh, she then uh, resumes her role as Fulcrum in Rebels and then becomes the main character. She appears to die. Then she comes back uh, and then she disappears again. And then we, we obviously we see her again in The Mandalorian. So um, this was just really this, the, the arc that really did it, that really drove home 
the point of the prequel trilogy was to me embodied into this story. And I think it's one of the best, I think it's one of the best achievements that Disney has had uh, in their time with the franchise. For sure. Yes. And that's it. Other thoughts. Yes, please, Alex. Oh, well, to sidebar, I was going to say, don't you fret your pretty little blue eyes. Cause I have a, uh, a couple friends at my, local Walmart that uh, are in management. And I actually sent out a couple messages today and they are all uh, watching for these figures to come on the shelves. So I am actually working because a certain someone has a birthday coming up. Ooh, yes. I would love to have at least one or two more of, I have Ahsoka. I, I do have all four figures. I do have Ahsoka. I have two of the, Super Commando, the red one, because I yep. had another friend found before. But I am definitely looking for one or two more of the the regular Mando and then of the yep. of the Ahsoka clone. So definitely looking for those. So yes, I would be very grateful if you were able to turn those up for me. That would be awesome. It's where it's in progress. I love it. Good stuff. <laughs> well, uh, gents, I think that is the end of the road. Uh, Absolutely, unless, Mark. You have any other thoughts? No, no. Go All watch right. this. Yes, and if you watched it before, watch it. watch it again. It's great. We will, yeah. Watch it and look for the details. So, friends, thank you as always for joining us. Uh, the Holocron Chronicles is a part of the Secret Friends Unite uh, Facebook uh, podcast or Facebook group, podcasting network, and podcast page. Uh, find us over on Twitter at Holocron U. Tell us what you thought about this. Are we way off base? Is the prequel trilogy better than this? Are we insane? Do we sound insane? I would love to know. Uh, hit yes. us up over there. And uh, there is always, uh, if you give us some love on Twitter, if you talk to us that way, we do have wonderful prizes uh, from our digital prize closet that will be shared with you. Uh, again, we're a part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network, including Secret Friends Unite, uh, which is Todd Oxford and myself, uh, now seven years running, uh, talking about geek culture. Co-op mode is Mark, and again, Todd Oxford, talking about video games. Code 47, Alex and myself, talking about Star Trek every week. And then, of course, the program that you're listening to uh, right now. I want to thank Alex for crossing the aisle and joining us over here in Star Wars land. Changing oh, hats. Because- awesome. Thank you for having me. Got it. I'll have, to have you back soon, man. That was This was great. Good stuff. Changing hats again because, again, Alex and I have to record uh, in the morning talking about Star Trek and having to deal with another Canadian. So, you know, it's, it's international. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crossing aisles and crossing borders. So, uh, friends, uh, one last thing. Of course, we do have a wonderful swag store over at Public. You can find logo items for all four of our shows, a lot of other fun stuff. All the proceeds from that do actually benefit a charity that my wife and I belong to here in Michigan called the League of Enchantment which does outreach work for kids uh, here in Michigan, hospital visits and the like. So please spend uh, on that to go out there and promote our show. Uh, and uh, we'd love you. We, we would love it if you did. I'm going to tell you as always that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. May the force be with you. Rex, play us out. <laughs>